Welcome to CPT Saturday. Uh, it's your boy Phony Toast, the toastest with the mostest. Tash, the very tired, nerdy bastard. Uh, um, I hey. ask how are you, but I guess tired. The, uh, yeah. Sleepy? Um, don't worry, we, we, we mad late, so we'll probably just do a short show. It's all good. Um, I, yeah, we good. Uh, hello, all. Um, <laughs> uh... Happy uh, 2020 Super Turbo version 2 uh, EX uh-huh. edition. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All the shits, all the shits. Um, are you having a good New Year so far? No. No? no. Whoa, whoa, no shit. No. It's only been a day. No, it's been a, it's been a day. Um, it's been one day and like it got cyberjacked. Uh, cyberjacked? It got cyberjacked. Oh, shit. Uh, somebody compromised one of the cards. So, thank one of your uh, debits or credit cards? Debit card. Damn. Yeah, debit card. Hit the uh, hit the little bank account. Thankfully, uh, the lady's fairly diligent. Puts a lot in savings, so it's like they didn't get like much. No. But you know, but they got enough. Do some racks out of Damn. the account, and uh, yeah. So had to shut off the card and gotta wait till they finish pending uh-huh. so they can credit my money back. Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, 2021.1. Yeah. Uh, version two ain't ain't cracking of twenty twenty one. God damn, man! Um, but yeah, I mean, could But no, shout out. I mean, Discover Bank, nigga. If you if you bank with them, they, uh-huh. they're very uh, they're very good on the customer service. So That's good. It'll be a quick turnaround. The cards like you know overnighted, so it'll probably be here Monday because the weekend. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, twenty twenty. And then I woke up and I got like a sty in the corner of my fucking. Oh eye, man, those are horrible. The hell out of me. Those are horrible. Um. <laughs> But other than that, lovely sir, how about yourself? I'm fucking. Hey, listen, man. You're fucking. That's better than I'm doing. Well, that's. <laughs> 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 you already leveled up. <laughs> no, I just. Uh, well, we're married, so it ain't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Someone said that to me. They're like, man, I can't wait to get married. I'm just gonna have sex every night. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Man. You know, every time I hear people talk like that, I have this image where you're just like, you just in the corner with a little tear in the eye. It used to be my playground. Oh my god. Because there was a time. There was a time. They get you. That meme, they had us in the first half. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. They had us in the first half. Because definitely. The way things start aren't oh, always the way things end. Man, I, 2020 start great. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm fucking... That's good. That's for me. But no, I'm just... um. You know, my 48th birthday is coming up on uh, Tuesday. And, Are you happy? Uh, thank you. I hate how you date yourself and make me older because I'm older than you. I'm 48. I'm 48 then. I'm 49. I'm 48. I'm 48. Um, my 48th birthday is coming up. Um, I can already feel just my age. Like, I'm like, God damn. Um, I need to stop getting high as much. Um, this is a new experience for me. You got to understand. This is not new. Like, I... I could probably say I've been consistently getting high for about two months. And, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. I used to never touch this shit before. I used to hate it. But then the doctor, like, recommended it. And he was like, I was like, man, I, I'm having trouble going to sleep. 
and he's told me about my pituitary glands and just like it fucks with my brain and my chemical imbalance and all that bullshit. And I was just like, well, what do I do? And he was like, you ever try getting high? <laughs> and I was like, ew, no. He <laughs> said ew. Yeah, I was like, what? I'm ew. Not with ew. Well, no. no. Ew. And he was like, uh, I would recommend it. Sure enough, my, my, my daughter is becoming a young Griselda Blanco. Um, she <laughs> really getting into the culinary cannabis trade. Um, um, five star reviews on Yelp and uh, <laughs> uh, nothing like that. But uh, yeah, I've just been um, getting high and it's starting to fuck with me. Um, I'm going to tone it down, but like, I really enjoy resting. <laughs> As a creator, my mind is always million million miles a minute, a second. And it's cool to just slow down. Mm. Just be like, yeah, yeah, just appreciate the moment. I have trouble with that. But uh, we're here. Um, Well, I mean, it does sound like you need more sleep since you said you're tired. Yeah, (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I mean, I you know, a, you I have, have a good doctor, obviously. He said, you have a problem? Here's a solution. Yeah, well, he was just like, you okay, all right. There um, let's kick it off. Yes, absolutely. I have a turtle. And that's another reason why I'm sad. Uh, rest oh, in yeah. peace God damn. to my idol. And I never really considered him an idol until he passed. Um, rest in peace, MF Dome. Um, I, I base almost everything I do off of Doom. And I didn't really realize that till he passed. And I was like, yeah. Like, I named myself after a supervillain. Um, or trainer of men. Depends on who you speak to. So I'm just saying. You know. uh, his new book is great, by the way. The, new, the, the, the My new book. Oh, know. you knew it. You knew it was. I mean, come on. With, with him and the widow, you knew it was going to get some love finally. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm been glad. one of my biggest problems with that character is that mm-hmm. they haven't really put respect on his name since his first debut. I remember, and this is weird to say this out loud because it hasn't been that way in a while. I remember, what made, what made um, let me say this. What made Taskmaster great was that he was like Solo Dolo taking out the Avengers. before Deathstroke, like, Taskmaster was pulling up, taking on the whole team solo. Like, nigga, I don't have a squad. I don't have a crew. It's just me. And I'm still fucking all y'all up. (laughs) (laughs) And then that branched off and created a bunch of people. Deathstroke, Deadpool's kind of something like that. Uh, Prometheus. I like Prometheus from DC. Um, um, Just things like that. Um, Prometheus did have almost a little tasky stint, but they brought him back and did some nice stuff. They did, they like did. When they put him against Midnighter, I thought that was a solid little... Mm-hmm. That was cool. That was a solid little arc cool. they did for that one. And maybe that branches off to my love for Midnighter. I'm just a big fan of niggas who could solo dolo motherfuckers. Like, I can just fight all of you. <laughs> you know, that... Because to me, that always takes me back to one of my favorite movie eras that we had um, growing up Mm -hmm. was the uh, Kung Fu flick era. Absolutely. Whereas, I mean, you had, you know, Jackie Chan, Jan Lee, um, Mm -hmm. Van Damme. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had had those high-level, like, 
blockbustery kind of names, mm-hmm. which then took you down to all the you know sub names. You start finding this whole like, oh shit, they they really been out here doing all these like badass fucking mm-hmm. fight movies. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you bring that into the comic and have them people who have those like next level of hands, yeah, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> it is. It's absolutely fun. Um, so that you know that was one of the main reasons why you know I started going by Task. People started calling me Task. Uh, in the late my late high school days, um, because I, I used to listen to Doom a lot, and my favorite uh, character was Taskmaster, and um, they were just like, you know, they just started calling me Taskmaster, then just Task for short, and it's just been that way, um, and it's just been that way for almost for over like twenty years now. So with Doom passing away, that really fucked me up. Like, I was just like, fam, like, I didn't realize, like, how much, like, I idled him. And the reason why is, it's, this is a weird concept, because some of y'all are young in the chat. Um, back in the days, I would say in the 90s, during the whole 90s, even early 2000s era, um, hip-hop was all about, you're the cool nigga. You're the cool, you're that nigga. You're yeah. that guy. Bar, it went from bars to image. Really, yeah, really, really quick. Like, hip-hop is kind of waved. Like, it initially started out with your stage presence. Mm-hmm. Then, over time, it kind of became the overall, like, you need a beat plus stage presence. Right. Then it became flow because people started getting more technical with mm-hmm. it. Then it became the power impact. And then that gangsta rap mm-hmm. era kind of turned back into the, okay, now it's your... It's not just your flow, it's your style. It's yeah. like you said, it's what's, yeah. what's your roster looking like? How big is your crew? Man? Yeah, what's exactly. The, what you wearing? Um, how many bitches you got? Yeah. Now, what are you I was wearing? listening to the rap the other day. I was listening to, no, I hear myself old saying that. Go for it. Uh, I was listening to the radio the other day on accident. <laughs> uh, it literally sounded like just like a high end product advertisement, nigga. Like everything <laughs> yeah. was Versace yeah. and motherfucking Gucci yeah, and bags. And I was like, basically, nigga, this is a song? Yeah, no, that's basically it. Like this dude went platinum just saying Gucci. Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Yep. And like that just just blew up. Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Gucci. Yeah, yeah, even the uh, Gucci Prada, Gucci Fendi Prada, like. Fucking, <laughs> what was that guy ever got today? Uh, uh, she doesn't matter. Uh, uh, yeah, he gone already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he dropped uh, his one hit. So yeah, it's um, I've always leaned towards the weird niggas. Um, and by weird, I start with Wu Tang. Um, Wu Tang. Well, yeah. Well, what what made Wu great were that you could just tell these were real street niggas. Like, they were not pretty. They're not attractive men. Um, <laughs> one of them goes by the Old Dirty Bastard. As you can tell from my other name, my other moniker, Old Nerdy Bastard. Um, Rest in peace. Yeah. Oh, sh- fuck. <laughs> fuck. Hey, at least they didn't go to the COVID year. Christ. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Yeah, but uh, Wu, um, Tribe, um, De La, and then... Um, Hiero, hieroglyphics. Like I'm like I'm weird. I'm into weird nigga rap. <laughs> so yeah, I started my, my first weird nigga that I started listening to was probably Tech Nine because Tech Nine was on some shit. Well, Tech is a like, weird nigga like, too. Tech exactly. Nine was, I, I mean, he's literally on a brand of strange music. <laughs> hey, Elijah, relax, relax, love, relax. <laughs> what is it with Method Man? Women love Method Man. Bro, man, I did not know this until it, recently. Out of the woo, we 
regards to what you just say, uh-huh. Method Man is probably the most universal. Oh, absolutely. Like, when people absolutely. talk about, like, you know, okay, this person has this, this person... Everybody had something, but Meth had a little bit of A thing. Well, well, I love it. No, absolutely. I can say a lot of bit of A thing. Well, yeah, I, I, I have to agree when I watched the documentary. Meth had something that none of them had. Like, and it was like, you couldn't put a name on it yet, but what it is was he has the most charisma. Yeah, he's the marketable one. He is. He like, is. When he's he the most, most marketable. No, all of you have like boy bands. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always that lead. Yeah. One they push up front. Yeah. All these niggas came in singing. You and when you hear their stories, they're like, "No, we didn't know each other before this." So mm-hmm. all of you came into solo acts, but mm-hmm. then after they put you together, mm-hmm. there's all. Th- Let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Destiny's Children. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It was not, not Destiny's Children at no point. Not at all. They replaced both of you bitches. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I was into the weird nigga rap. Um, who they didn't rap. I mean, and another thing, they were Cole rapping Keith. about comic book no. shit. Oh, Cool oh, Keith. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Cool Keith's great. Cool Keith's great. Um, they were rapping about comic book shit. Yeah. Um, uh, Souls of Mischief was uh, we're rapping, and uh, Tyler J said the song. When Captain America throws his mighty shield, and I faded. I was like, wow, this is something that I'm into, into rap. And that was another reason why I loved Wu-Tang. Like, Wu-Tang were big comic book nerds. They get so much attention for their uh, for the karate shit that they don't even talk about, like, how many times they mention comic book but, shit. Bro, because anytime you watching any... Any karate clip you can put on any Wu Tang song, nigga. That <laughs> first album, especially, nigga, it, it will just it mirrors. Hey, listen, no, absolutely. I, who would have known that like samurai ninja karate fighting shit just merged with hip hop so well? Like it's insane. Like like I played Ghost of Tsushima and I would just mute it and just play Wu Tang and yeah. it just fit. Like, it, it just works. works. It just works. It like, just you want to start recording it. Like, nigga, this is, like, how this game... Yeah! You it's know? like one of That's the greatest what... anime. Samurai Champloo. I was going to say, one of the great... When they finally put... Uh, I was going to say, Samurai Champloo. Mm-hmm. Even when you took the Samurai shit out, just anime in general, Cowboy Bebop. Yeah! To hip-hop, is like... Damn, bro. Afro Samurai. Uh, that, that fusion. Afro, yeah, the fusion. <laughs> it just works. It just works. And, and Disney, if you're listening... I hope you're 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 hiring the Wu Tang right now to do to get on the on the Shang Chi uh, 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 soundtrack. We we need hip hop with that. Yeah. We, we need hip hop with that. We need yeah. that. Yeah, but that that's yes. that needs to be there. Yes. Um, you can even I'm sure you could cast any of them in that movie. God and they damn would it! All right, Pete New Japan. God damn it! God damn, bro. There was a guy for those of you who don't know New Japan. Uh, I actually met him. Um, Nujabes did the beats for um, uh, Samurai Champloo. Um, he did the whole entire soundtrack. Born the same day as Jay Dilla. Recipes Jay Dilla. <laughs> God damn it! Recipes Jay Dilla. But like, I've always migrated toward ugly nigger rap. Like I've always yeah, like, like, migrated to ugly right. niggas. Because like, right. I always felt like I was an ugly nigger. So like, I can't go on and rap about how many bitches I got. I can't do that. <laughs> but then I would listen to Hyro, and then I was like, yeah, I can fuck with this. I can fuck with Hyro. I can fuck with Method Man, even though the women love him. I can fuck with Method Man. He named himself Johnny Blaze. He named himself Johnny Blaze. Like, I was like, that's the fucking Ghost Rider. And everyone's like, who? Like, 
I was like, dude, that's Ghost Rider, Marvel character. Fucking Iron Man. I mean, uh, I want to call Iron Man. Ghostface. He still goes by Tony Stark's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he still goes by Tony Stark's. And I still don't know if everybody knows he had a fucking guest appearance on the first Iron Man movie. Mm-hmm. That had to be Favreau. That had to be Favreau pulling that. That had to be Favreau. Like, nah, let me nah. get. Because I think Jay, I don't think he listens to movies. <laughs> RDJ yeah, don't come off as if he listens to the woo. RDJ <laughs> comes off. I mean, at the time that he was going in Iron Man, maybe. Because he probably, you know, in and out of jail, he probably heard a little bit of the woo. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe. On the bus ride over. Maybe. I just don't see that. Like, I don't see yeah. Feige making that call. I don't see RDJ. I can see Favreau being like, hey, yo. <laughs> yo, Hit up Ghostface and be like, yo, you want to come up to Dubai real quick and film this little small scene? We'll pay for you to fly out here. All that. Just small scene. Let's keep it 100. If if somebody like Favreau was involved, or if even probably Feige was a little more involved with Iron Fist, Uh the key Iron Fist first season would have been Wu-Tang soundtrack Mm -hmm. and season two Mm storyline. Could you imagine if we would have got that? If they had to just sat back and took the time to say, all right, Finn kid, we're going to teach you good enough martial arts mm-hmm. so that you can get your ass beat reasonably. Reasonably. that's the fucking character. Absolutely. You're a white dude playing in areas that you probably, that you're just decent at. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, um, uh, and have the Wu-Tang not just make potential appearances, but do the entire fucking soundtrack, an Iron Fist soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's funny because that's what MTF just said. He said, just thought about something. Who's the character in the Marvel Universe that best embodies hip-hop kung fu? I would say Power Man and Iron Fist. Power Man and Iron Fist on a Wu-Tang soundtrack is just the most flames idea. Because you get Luke with the rough and tumble. Mm -hmm. Then you get Danny with the fucking uh, martial arts. Mm -hmm. Then you have Misty and Colleen potentially in the background as well. Mm -hmm. I mean... There's just so just many works. fight choreographical scenes that you could do with hip hop that is not even reasonable for and anybody they, else to take that. Absolutely, and they technically already kind of sort of did it because at first they were black exploitation shit. So like black exploitation was pretty much rap before rap. These niggas were rhyming and shit. Like I was watching the Dolomite shit, and I was like, "How is this not rap?" No, that's the whole thing. Rap before rap. If in the first Dolomite movie. This man sits down with a group of people, and literally, this is why they call him the godfather of rap. He literally sits down and drops the first, it like, just set. Mm-hmm. Like, this man just literally sat down and started spitting about how he was battling than other motherfuckers, mm-hmm. how he could end it all rhyme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> he had a little crew there. He was just, ugh, ugh, ugh. He did that shit. He, Boring. He started that shit. Yeah. And from there, motherfuckers watched that shit and was like, I want to be like Dolomite. Yeah. I need to be the baddest motherfucker to walk the earth. I was watching that <laughs> shit because I saw Dolomite is my name. Classic, classic, classic. Oh, yeah. Um, Dolomite that, uh, robbed at the, uh, robbed at the uh, Oscars. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. He at least deserved their nomination for that. That's just me. To um, me, it was nom- It was a nomination. At least I a mean, nomination. Because you don't get that out of like that was a comedy plus. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a drama plus. Like however right. you want to put it. Like mm-hmm. that was a serious ass movie, mm-hmm. and the shit was absolutely hilarious. Exactly. But it had more. I just feel mm-hmm. like he could have at least got like like best comedy nomination. I don't know if it, I don't even know what won that year, but I was like, this deserves some kind of attention. 
Anyways, yeah. um, yeah. But yeah. um, just shit like that. Just um, Dolomite. You know, growing up with the hip hop, I'm a big hip hop head. I'm a big music head in, in general. Dolomite is my name. But that is just such a great movie. Goddamn, and Black Excellence all over it, all over it. Um, but yeah, that you know, I grew up with just liking the ugly nigga rap. So MF Doom was first of all, he named himself at the Doom, which um, you can't go wrong with. Yes, which <laughs> also goes to my point where I tell people. That the Avengers were not as big as y'all niggas thought they were. Like, <laughs> as niggas thought they were because, um, like, fam, um, what am I trying to say? Fam, um, um, like, this nigga named himself Doom and would play Fantastic Four skits throughout his sh- shit. He didn't do that with Captain America. He didn't do that with Iron Man. He didn't do that with Thor. He didn't do that. It was with the Fantastic Four. Yeah. What? Yeah. It was a... The Avengers were Fantastic Four under Roos. Put it that way. I mean, <laughs> that that that's, yeah. how they, that's how they measure that. Like when you look at the major events mm-hmm. up until the new Avengers book, mm-hmm. the Avengers just showed up. They weren't invited. Mm-hmm. People called the Fantastic Four. Yeah. People searched for Spider Man. Yeah. People tried to make deals and find locate X Men. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Wolverine was more valuable than the entire Avengers team. Yeah. No, I agree. <laughs> One thousand percent, one thousand percent. So I mean, you know, even when to say the Fantastic Four book, they put Marvel's four most popular characters on there. Now, single one of them were Avengers. <laughs> like everyone keeps saying that. Well, Iron Man was bigger. That is my proof right there. When the Fantastic Four needed to get boost in sales, and they said, "Let's take four of our most popular characters right now and put them on the team." They could have easily put Iron Man on there. Yep. But they didn't. There's a reason for that. You know why? Because he wasn't popular. Like, people knew... People have always known Iron Man. Yep. But they don't, like, fuck with him like that. Same thing with Captain America. Same thing with Thor. Dude, when Iron Man the movie dropped back out, there was legitimately people in comic shops being like, wasn't Iron Man a black guy? That's uh, how long ago people were interested in Iron Man. That Rhodey was literally being Iron Man for a good while, too. Yeah, he was. And yes. people didn't really, like you said, people didn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can say this proudly, and I hate to say this, but it's true. Iron Man has never had a best-selling run. Infamous, or uh, not infamous, uh, in, was it Invincible Iron Man? Extremist saga? Did the Warren Ellis run? Yeah. Did that uh, get a best-selling? It didn't do amazing numbers. It oh, did okay. good. It did all right. I, th- I thought right. that was only the only one, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Well, I mean, when Bendis did it, it was popular, and then it just dropped. But that was because of Bendis. And then it just dropped well, down and dropped. Yeah, and that so, was fairly peak Bendis. Exactly. At the time, Bendis... There was a time when... Bendis being on something was a very, very exciting thing. Now it's very scary. Yeah, now <laughs> you kind of... I remember when like, ooh, they got Bendis on it. But then they, they put them on Justice League, and I'm like, ooh, they put Bendis on it. <laughs> we'll see how yeah. it goes. I, um, MTF says the Fraction Run. Fraction Run is popular. People like it. I wouldn't consider it a bestseller. And I think also with bestseller, a lot of what you have to consider, too, isn't like... When people go back to pick up the run, mm-hmm. it's that initial, like, mm-hmm. Iron Man was never that popular to really heavily sell. I just mm-hmm. remember around Extremis, like, he had a lot of push going in with New Avengers and other books, you know, mm-hmm. having kind of been on the shelf for a minute. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Iron Man doing really, uh, doing rather well for the bit that it ran, which I kind of liked Ultimate Iron Man. You did? I kind of liked it just because it was like, yeah, 
Iron Man ain't really been interesting. This is kind of weird. Uh, well, well, for those who don't know, it's different. Orson Scott Card. Yeah, Orson Scott Card. Uh, Ender's Game. Orson Scott Card <laughs> said, I'm going to write a comic book. And it's, it's the most uncomic book, comic book. Yeah. You would ever read in your life. I like, I read it. It, it seemed like it would be gangbusters. Like, like, like Orson Scott Card, one of the Cooper brothers, doing the art. I was like, yo, this shit, like, be the best shit ever. <laughs> Dude, it was so fucking it weird. It was so weird. It was so weird. But it was like, I don't know where this is going. I don't really understand what's going on here. Like, all right, here, let me explain to you his Iron Man. This is, it was a beautiful moment in time. That Iron Man went from a guy who's incredibly smart <laughs> to a guy who mm-hmm. is incredibly smart but, because no, yeah. no, not really but but yeah. because his entire body is his brain yeah <laughs> his entire body <laughs> is his body and not only that but his dad who is not just a brilliant scientist but somehow also on the run yeah um <laughs> has to make him armor <laughs> Uh, that goes around his skin. So as a kid, he's blue, and he turns him blue. Yeah, he turns, he turns, him, turns him blue, <laughs> which he does fix later. Uh, but he turns him blue because his skin has to be protected because he's one hundred percent brain. A brain. So over time, because he makes him this like skin armor, <laughs> which also makes him virtually impenetrable. Yeah. So I never understood why he made the mechanical armor because it's like you're literally impenetrable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were working with such better science before you decided to add machine on top. You could just <laughs> tell Orson Scott Card never read an Iron Man comic in his whole entire life. Well, especially because before they did his single series, they had done the Ultimates. Yeah. So in the Ultimates, you're already like, okay, you have this big-ass Iron Man suit that it ha- takes like a team of 200 to set up and operate and work with you to get in and then you have like fluid around you like this big barrier and shit mm-hmm. and you're buck naked in there yeah so it's like you going from that to well I have microbiotic armor and I'm completely impenetrable yeah it was just made no sense like it was like what? <laughs> I remember reading it being so confused like that, that's one thing that I respect about the ultimate universe was that um some of the ideas were, you know, um, inspiring. Like, I was like, okay, I get where you're going with this. It makes sense. The Iron Man suit is basically a giant jet compressed to the size of a man. And so because of that, he can't just put it on at any time. Like, it's like a bazillion pounds. And so he has to get loaded into the thing, and he has to actually be launched. Yep. Like, okay, that makes sense. And the only reason he's able to do this is because he has the energy source. He had, he found the energy source to be able to power something like exactly. this. But like you said, you got the feeling, I think, early on that, you know, they tried to do in the comic books mm-hmm. that because so much time passed, a lot of people didn't really experience this. You felt the evolution of the armor. Because yeah. it took him a while to get, like, a self-sustaining yeah. armor by itself. Yeah. So, like you say, like... You just basically had all the technology you meshed in here mm-hmm. because you had that power source, and yeah. <laughs> you're like a virtual tank. But once you're spent, you're spent. Like when they fought the Hulk, like that was a one shot deal. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they <laughs> fucked up the Hulk. They fucked up the suit, and he was like, "Now I gotta build a whole another suit." Like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah, like it's like a trillion something plus dollars to uh-huh. build this fucking suit to, yeah. 
each one, like, he doesn't have, like, 9,000 armors or mm-hmm. armor that builds armors mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. like that. It was, like... It was inspiring stuff. Like, I liked how Thor was basically a, uh... Like, people didn't believe that he was Thor. Like, I always thought that was pretty cool. Like, he's like, I'm Thor, the god of thunder. And I was like, yeah, right. And they thought that, like, he was, like, holding a weapon that was, like, technology-based. Or, yeah, his belt and yeah, the his hammer. his belt and the hammer yeah. technology. But what it was was, I think it was, like, based on people's faith in him. Like, that's what gave him his power was people's faith. So this guy was going around convincing people, no, Thor isn't fucking real. Thor isn't, like, real. He's this guy. He's blah, 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 blah. And you're starting to think when you're reading the comic book, yeah, maybe Thor is just a crazy dude. Then you find out the guy that's talking is fucking Loki. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that was the that was that uh first when they ran into uh what was it called um oh it was the variation of one of the villain teams. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when, dude, that was a pretty dope story with Black Widow turned on him and everything. Yeah, I mean, dude, I love that. I thought that was fucking great. The Ultimate <laughs> is a hard reread. <laughs> there's a lot of but like to me, I see it like it's a moment in time. Like this was when things like this was okay. Dude, it's and to me, it paved the way, I think, for a lot of the MCU mm-hmm. in the sense of they did try a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And they came back to, like, for example, the loading Iron Man into his armor. Mm-hmm. When Iron Man comes in the Avengers, mm-hmm. you see him come down on the pad. Yeah. And then it takes all the armor and everything mm-hmm. off of him. Mm-hmm. So he's not going down and doing mm-hmm. it all himself because mm-hmm. you start to realize... Yeah, that kind of stuff works. The idea that there are machines building the machines, and he's not just tooling himself, yeah. gives you the idea that he has more armor, gives mm-hmm. you the idea that he can just get in and out. Mm-hmm. It makes it, I think, make more sense for people. And those are the kind of things that they just, they start to play around with. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, I mean, the Fantastic Four, I thought, was, they had a great ideas for the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. Ultimate Peter Parker is the exact route they went. They even took Miles along with him. Mm-hmm. That MCU Peter is not comic book 616 Peter. Oh, not at all. Not that at is all. Ultimate Peter. That's Ultimate Peter. Like, I hate when people Absolutely. always go, oh, what's this? No. It is literally 16, 15 to 16-year-old Ultimate Spider-Man. That's the same... They changed her color. Mm-hmm. That's the same Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. She's not the, hey, I'm a model for my entire life, Mary Jane. She's the, well, yeah, I'm pretty, but I'm intelligent, and I, like, study, and I'm a smart kid. Mm-hmm. I'm not a popular girl in high school. Right, right, right. I could be. Right, right. <laughs> they even go down that route with they her. They have experience, yeah. They're the same age. They go through more of the youngster type shit. Um, it's, it literally is Ultimate Peter Parker. It's, it's they, Ultimate Peter Parker. Tony Stark's older than him. Yeah, just like he is in the universe. Yeah, I tell people all the time, like, I sometimes feel the way that Marvel kind of gave up on the Ultimate Universe because a lot of the ideas they kind of like, like, like stole them for the MCU. Like even down to the Avengers lineup, like, like pretty much everything down to even the Avengers lineup. It's like this is just the Avengers. I mean, this is just the Ultimates. Yep. Like, this is the ultimate. Everything, pretty much everything. Young teenager Parker trying to be in the Avengers. Yep. The That's the ultimate did, universe. The only thing that they didn't do was the, uh, what's it called? The uh, prob- problematic Hank Ant-Man. And they just decided, all right, but, we'll, fly, we'll swap him with Scott. <laughs> <laughs> that was a smart I'm move. Keep it That's literally all they did. You smart got both. You got the Thor. Mm-hmm. And, let's be honest, both Thors went through a full Ragnarok. It came out harder for it. Yep. Because 
the other Thor, like Ultimate Thor, didn't mm-hmm. do what Six One Six Thor did after Ragnaroks. Like mm-hmm. both times, because there have been multiple Ragnaroks in the actual Six One Six. This is true. Each time he's come out of a Ragnarok, he's been far more powerful. He's not just been far more powerful, At but he's been yeah. he's been king, yeah. and he's been in a better place. Yeah. In the Ultimate One, he was king, but he was in a worse place and had to kind of begin the path of redeeming himself, kind of like the comic book. Um, let me see. I like what MTF asked here. I've asked this before, but what if there was a line of comics that was set in the MCU? Do you think that would be well received and popular? I well, first they 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 do put out comics based on the MCU, but I get what you're saying, like a whole line based on it. I don't think it would do well, unfortunately. And the reason why I say that is because the books that they do put out now, they put out a whole prelude book for both Endgame. In Infinity War, and I don't even think they reached the top fifty. Fair. Like I don't think they did. I I don't think that would happen. The only way I think that that would is that if things that happen in the comic book start affecting the movies. Mm. So until that happens, I don't think that it would do. See, and I don't think that I think the storytelling pacing kind of fucks up the ability for them to do that. I agree. Um, we're very compartmentalized in a forward timeline that's kind of around our timeline mm-hmm. with the MCU. We mm-hmm. haven't seen a lot of the, you know, here's a thousand years ago, here's a thousand years forward. We're not invested in that time. We're invested Absolutely. in these heroes now and the heroes that are coming right after them. Mm-hmm. This is different than a, than a series that I could see doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's kind of started doing that within Marvel, which with Star Wars, mm-hmm. where you have these large gaps between their movies that you can fill with stories that you can tie back into the movies. Absolutely. Like they're doing with the shows and everything. So mm-hmm. I think, I don't think it'll sell well with Marvel, but I do think that that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. But for like a series like Star Wars that has a lot of these gaps that would just take a long time to fill with shows and movies. Mm-hmm. Where MCU, it's kind of like, well, you have so much content already in the books. Absolutely. And then trying to pace along with the slower movie schedule is just just hard. Now, what if they do a comic book run that takes place between the five years? Um, I can see that doing well as a limited series. Yeah, well, like said, I, I just don't think it's a long-term line. Oh, no, I but I think, like, if you kind of injustice it, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I'm like, Here's like, this year we're gonna give you bam that five years, yeah. and it's just gonna be here's maybe five comic book lines, mm-hmm. and we're gonna give you these people stories mm-hmm. and some background, maybe even uncover some Namor. No, no, I mean uh, that would be nice. You know, things of that nature. I was thinking more like Star Wars, where you tell the stories that happen between the movies. I mean, yeah, yeah but um, that's what I'm saying. There's not a lot of gaps. That's true. In the MCU. And that's what the books that they made, that's what they were. Um, they were like little things that would tell you what happened. Like, for example, the one that was a prelude to uh, Infinity War showed like uh, Captain America and Widow on the Run. Excuse me. And um, just like stuff like that, like filling in the gaps because when Infinity War started, we didn't know where these niggas were and how they got there. They just thought all of a sudden, Widow's there, she's blonde. And and Cap has a beard and Falcon's rolling with them. Like it was just so great to see them. I don't think anyone really asked. Wait, how did we get here? Like yeah. how did we get here? And so the books explain that. Which um, but then once again they don't do that well. Like the Star Wars books do great. That's why they keep dropping a new one every month. But <laughs> yeah. but I don't think so. Yeah, and trust me, I think that over time mm-hmm. that could. We could do more of that, mm-hmm. but right now I think that 
because of the pacing, because it's such a limited scope of time, mm-hmm. it's easier for them to do shows mm-hmm. and give us kind of what we would get in comic books. Mm-hmm. But I could see some limited series, but at the same time, it's kind of like you have to start looking at it as in, well, that five years is also a fairly marketable show concept. I if was thinking that get, too. If you could get any of them back, you know, and there's only so many of them you need to get back. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. People would probably love to see, like, oh, well, what was S.H.I.E.L.D. doing in that limited amount, that five years? Let's do this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Super Suit Show, um, ideas that they're probably going to steal. Um, yes. How about an Okoye show? Um, I would probably say... That, well, well, let me rephrase this. I would love to see, instead of just Okoye, Women of Wakanda. Well, yes. Wow. Well, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, no, here's what I'm thinking. Not really like an Okoye, but like Black Panther and Black Panther and the Ages of Wakanda. And basically, it takes place between the five years. It is basically Okoye, pretty much, you know, people using Wakanda technology, everything like that, to get the world, you know, together so that they can still fight. Because obviously, they're still doing shit. That's what was established once we're past the five years in Endgame. Was that it's, they're still out shit. Yeah. They're still doing shit. Yeah. And they're still reporting to each other. So how about we just do a show that's focused on her and just, just the things about Wakanda. Well, since they're not recasting Black Panther, I would just take the Black Panther name out of it. But I like the idea. Just Agent of Wakanda. Agents of Wakanda. Agents of Wakanda is great. Agents of Wakanda. I, I like Women of Wakanda just because it gives you the wow. <laughs> you was like, wow. I was going to say. Well, well and, and, this is just me. If I'm being tactful right now, mm-hmm. and we're doing the women thing with the uh, Wonder Woman flub, throwing them W's out there is flub. Uh, flub, flub, flub. Expound. Um, is it a flub? Yes. And here's here's the only reason I say here's the only reason I say it's a flub. And I say this with many movies because it dropped twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes in like two days. <laughs> well, well, like anything. <laughs> And, and that's one reason, but like anything, you when you're dealing with investors, mm-hmm. when you're not making a movie that is like, for example, when people make things like documentaries, mm-hmm. when people make, you know, hey, I'm going to go and make my own independent film, it's because you have a certain artistic view and you want a certain expression. You want, right. to, you want a movie to be seen your way. Mm-hmm. It's different when you're making a blockbuster. Agreed. When you're making a blockbuster, part of your success, in my opinion. Okay has to deal with you being mass appeal. Okay. Meaning that you are able to hit those different audiences out in the world. Okay. And when you have a comparable success with the same brand where you can say fairly universally people mm-hmm. like this. In okay. the 80 to 90 percent percentile, mm-hmm. people will say hey, this was just an overall good quality product. I agree. Then people with your next one of the same type mm-hmm. are split. There's a problem. And trust me, I get maybe the movie wasn't for me. Is it split? It's fairly split. I don't think it's split. I think a good portion of people, because there's a lot of people I think who still like the movie. Uh, a good portion good. of people that like Justice League. Well, right. But, uh, but that's what I mean, where, where the split is. Because regardless of what you can say, if you're on the side of people who like the movie, or if you're on the people who don't like the movie, a more successful movie is mm-hmm. one that both sides that doesn't create sides. That most people are mm-hmm. like, hey, 
this was fucking good. Like, you don't run into too many people going, Wonder Woman 1 was trash, right? This you, is true. You run into more people saying, yeah, I like that movie. This is true. Even if they didn't like the character. This is true. If they didn't know shit about the character, they're like, dude, that movie was great. Many women who didn't really give a shit about Wonder Woman sat back and said, I, there's things I love and can relate about this movie. Would we have liked Wonder Woman 2 more if the Wonder Woman 1 didn't exist? No. I, I, I saw people saying that, and I was like, I can't even say that. It's not a good movie. Like, that ass. No, we probably wouldn't have, but mm-hmm. I don't think it would have got as much kickback because people's expectations wouldn't have been set. It just wouldn't have been as well like the movie. I just, I, it's not a good movie. Like, there's great acting in it. There are pretty, some pretty cool scenes. This is a lot of shit. Pascal can't miss. Oh, um, um, people miss. want him in the MCU, and they want to cast him as a hero. Really? Well, after seeing him in We Are Heroes, he is a great hero. <laughs> which, which, sadly to say, is a better movie than Wonder Woman. Oh, well, yeah, 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 I can imagine. We Are Heroes, that's, that movie, that shit was actually pretty funny. That's, that's uh, Robert's solid. baby. I kind of want to watch that movie again. <laughs> um, Pedro Pascal as Diablo. As Diablo? With the alchemist? Yes. Diablo. That man was born to play Diablo. You speak my language, bro. (laughs) Because, you know, because I don't want him to do Mole Man. And Diablo is a great first villain for the FF. Because nobody's really done alchemy, I think. Uh, for comic books, really heavily yet. I've always and that leads them to characters like Phoenix Faust and a lot of you know other characters that could do that, uh, that can reign that. Yeah, that's a real that's shit, bro. That's that's a good <laughs> one. It's Diablo. Um, 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 yes, and Diablo doesn't have to die. Like this is what I say. People be like, oh, I don't want him as a villain. Why not? Why not? You need a good villain. And what's cool about it is that. Pedro's the type of dude, he likes doing a bunch of projects. He, you can tell that he likes to stay busy. The man is dropping like five, six different things every year. You can't say that about too many actors. But you can tell Pedro's the type of dude, he likes to stay busy. So what a way for him to come, do a film, dip, and go do other things. And you know what I'm saying? That's why um, Christian Bale is probably going to, I mean, is probably why he's trying to do the Thor movie. He's like, dude, I can just come here real quick, do this, and then leave. No, he actually wants to see if he can grow, like, the tentacles and shit. Tentacles, he can cut his nose off. We already cut the nose off. He's already cut the nose off. He's had the revenge pull up until he grows the tentacles. Him as Gore, that is, that is ambitious. Like, I want to think I don't think that's ambitious for him. Tell me more. Tell me more. That motherfucker lives to do the complicated. That is true. He lives to do the complicated. And in truth, I don't know. I mean, I don't, you know, I I don't really follow the man personally. I understand he says some shit on set, whatever. The motherfucker puts love in the roles. And mm-hmm. anybody who really puts themselves in the role, this is kind of like with Jared Leto. One of the reasons I give him credit is because, like, yeah, you were in a shitty movie as Joker. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I can't really say that you are a shit, shit Joker. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, yeah, the whole movie was shit. Like, they didn't really do a lot with their whole... What they envisioned for Joker just didn't fit for anybody. Agreed. So, with Christian Bale, somebody who also puts, like... Who puts a lot of work into the roles. Mm-hmm. And Marvel Studios behind that. In a Thor franchise that has been upgraded. Mm-hmm. I I feel nothing but 
greatness potential from him being in that role. Absolutely. Empty Anderson's Pedro Pascal is doomed. You know what's funny? Um, I was literally just about to say that. But then uh, I thought about it and I was like, eh. Well, here's my issue with that. I have no problem with that. I like Pedro. Um, Latveria got to be in Europe. Yeah. The, Euro- he's too tied to European shit. Plus, I think, I feel like Pedro and this also got done with Mandalorian. He's one of those people that you should give a character that nobody else has done. That's true. You know what I mean? So let, let let him make it his own. Um, and I think that's a little stronger. Do your do some research. And Kaiju, I know that you you would agree on this too. Do some research on Diablo. He's a problem. He's an issue. And if it wasn't for his tie to Fantastic Four, he would be a bigger name. Um. I'm shocked Diablo... I would make Diablo an Avenger villain. Like, Diablo is fucking powerful. Like, the shit that he does... That Doom has even taken Diablo's shit. And just made it better. <laughs> yeah. But it was Diablo's shit. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, you know, right now, I like... Uh, what's his name? Mickles? Uh, from Strange? Oh... Uh, what's his name? Oh, Mads? Mads. Mads, yeah. yeah. Here's why. Okay. Because you already have him being trained in the mystical arts. True. Doom could have lied about his whole shit. Mm-hmm. Doom also has a time machine. Mm-hmm. He could have placed himself to learn that whenever the fuck he wants. I mean... The idea and mm-hmm. he's European. Yeah, well, that's one of the things. Here's my issue, too. Another issue I was going to get to about Pedro. Um, yeah, see? Heisenberg said, too. Mads. Because, uh, but because he's already, he's already been at that potential for Sorcerer right. Supreme. So, well, here's the thing. Whoever you cast as Doom, your Fantastic Four would have to be close to that level. No. Tell me more. Tell me more. Doom also is... That Mads also died. Doom could make a deal with Mephisto, much like Doom makes deals with devils in, okay. the, in the comic books. Okay. Or Doom's mother can make a de- deal to bring him back. Okay. And when she makes that deal, her soul gets trapped. He's back younger. And but he still gets the, he still gets access to the mystic arts. Mm-hmm. You can cast a different you could cast you maybe I guess you cast him a different actor. I don't know. I think that character could be evolved. Yeah, I guess that doesn't work if you want him younger. Now, if the says Pedro mm-hmm. could easily play a European, uh, I mean, while he can, um, he's too big of a name and too big of a celebrity to I Latino like people. Too much now. He's still, but I mean, Latino people love him. Yeah, I and like, like Diablo too I don't much. Wanna, I wouldn't want to. Diablo is too perfect. I'm doing. I love Doom and I love his acting ability, but no, you already sold me on Diablo. Yeah, it's guys. To me, it's Diablo. He's Diablo. If you know anything about Diablo, that is Pedro Pascal. Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly yeah. who and what he is. The Alchemist. The Alchemist. He got the picture saying it. The stash. <laughs> the, the the accent. Like oh, that, is, that, that is that is the flair, the, the, the look, the whole. Like that is Pedro the Pascal. The uh, nah, bro, nah. You're there, bro. You're there. You're there. Diablo's great. I like Diablo. Diablo. I like Diablo. Diablo is a perfect. Diablo casted it. Yeah, that's it. It's a wrap. And that, that, what a way to kick off the Fantastic Four movie. Like what a way to kick off the Fantastic Four movie. Because I don't think we should do Doom on for it. I don't think we do Doom off it. Well, and, you know, then you don't have to deal right with magic. Mm-hmm. You deal with that blend. Right. You deal with alchemy. So it is science, but it is chemistry, mm-hmm. heavy chemistry. You can actually have them be related, relatable in school. You know, 
you could almost have you can almost if you want to adjust it you could have um diablo reed and victor be classmates i like where this is going um, uh, you could have them in college I like the idea of having an early, I like the idea of having a college-based Fantastic Four than a high school-based Johnny. Well, of course, I, I need Johnny to be the same age, around the same age as Peter. I, I need that. I need that. So that's the range we're dealing with of ages. Now, what about this? What if Diablo is a teacher? Um, I don't mind that. I mean, it makes sense with the alchemy because if you do, pay, yeah, if you do Pedro, yeah, 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 yeah. Diablo is yeah. a teacher. Diablo is a teacher. Uh-huh. And you have... Because that would give Reed and Victor... Because I want Doom to be built. Like, don't just give me, like, here's Doom in the movie. Doom needs to be... You need to get to Doom. You need to give us some Doom. Then give us some Doom. Then you need to give us Dr. Doom. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think mm -hmm. that was a good flex. Is mm -hmm. You have a teacher who is literally kind of giving you that in-between of magic science through chemistry, mm -hmm. through alchemy. Then mm -hmm. you have the... More science-based read. Then you mm -hmm. have the kind of outside-in-the-box Doom. Mm -hmm. You can actually have, uh, you can actually have one of their experiments be what blows up in exactly. Doom's face. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You're already um, seeing what I'm putting out. And then you know, those are your two top students in the class. And yeah, one of their first things as you go through is mm -hmm. you, yeah, it all works. It's kind of it's writing it itself. Works. It's writing itself. It, it works better than what they did in. The 2015 one. It works better than anything they've done, really. Like it makes sense. Um, and you yeah, the first origin movie was kind of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a much better movie than mm -hmm. 2015, but mm -hmm. the origin was kind of like. Uh, well, the, you know, like, <laughs> well, the problem with the Fantastic Four is that their original origin is so 60s. <laughs> yeah. It's so it's hard to imagine getting 60s. on and stealing a spaceship. Yeah, exactly. Right, like. They didn't have cameras, guards, nothing. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it's so incredibly 60s yeah. that I can see them twisting it. You can still do cosmic rays. It could no, still be no. that, just how they, they access it. They <laughs> had the perfect solution in the ultimate, the ultimate. The ultimate Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. And they combined things that Reed had already done with discovering the negative zone. And it was their first trip over to the negative zone. And this is something I always say about... When you think about wormhole technology and all this kind of other stuff mm -hmm. that you don't think about is you have to think about how physics is going to affect our matter mm -hmm. on the opposite side. Because when you think about going through like black holes, wormholes, if you're outside of our universe for any period of time, mm -hmm. you have to think things that to our physics understanding don't just collide into, into our universe. Right, right. Our universe is its own fabric of time and space. So anything outside of our universe operates on different physics so when they went over to the negative negative zone the first time without any without the proper protection or understanding how to utilize unstable molecules to protect their bodies mm -hmm. they became affected by it i like it and broken down to the base elements of our universe which you know affected them with water fire uh you know earth whatever and that's that is how you do that uh does Kioski, thank you for joining us. I think you're one of the newer people. Let us know if you're on Twitter uh, so we can follow you and all that. Thank you for joining us. Uh, he said, uh, yeah, he's needs a build-up like Thanos. Okay, okay. Here's what I was thinking. Do we make, and I want you to think before you answer this. Do we make Dr. Doom a Fantastic Four villain? No. Okay. Um, I think we make him, I think we introduce right. him. Right. With the Fantastic Four. I just think he's too big we to just make be a him a nemesis. But much like I think you need to treat him 
you need to treat him like a combination of Loki and Thanos. Okay. In the sense like that it. Loki is tied to Thor. But he's a bigger but threat. Yeah. He's a bigger threat. Okay. But he needs to get to Thanos level threat. Okay, I agree. Eventually. I agree. Where it's like, yeah, this is obviously your nemesis. This is your degree to a mental equal. Mm-hmm. However, steps up as time goes on. Absolutely. You know, use a bigger problem. Elijah says, do y'all think John Watts had fire as pitched at four to beat up Peyton Reed? Or do you think Marvel went with him because he worked? He has the ability to bring life back to franchises. Uh, let me tell you what I think. Because let's be clear off front. John Watts was not a, a a Marvel director. He was Sony. That's That was Sony's guy. This was Marvel flexing on him. Like, nigga, come here. <laughs> Thank you. Get over here now. You with us. So he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so he's like, what the hell, man? <laughs> hey, and they can say that all they want because all Marvel got to be like, are you trying to burn bridges? Do you remember how that flex went last time? <clears throat> we, know, we know the things you want. Because um, <laughs> let's be realistic. Your entire film studio sits Wait, underneath Spider-Man. They say I have an audio trouble. You know that audio? I have an audio what trouble. Audio? Uh... I don't know what kind of audio trouble we could have. <laughs> Can y'all hear us? Uh, I'm doing a fake. Oh, did I turn it up or anything? Is it better now? Is it better now? Did I click on accident? Is it better now? Is it lower? Did it go high? Did it go high? Yeah, did thumbs up. Did it go up. high? Did <laughs> it go low? <laughs> oh, he says it's right now. It's Back right to normal. Now. Okay, Thank yeah, you. I think Thank I just clicked on the audio okay. button. No, all good. I hit. I redlined it. <laughs> well, um, but yeah. You serious about the spiders, man? <laughs> Uh, yeah, they got uh, John. I, I think that was Disney flex because let's be let's be clear here. Um, Disney and Sony are friendly rivals. Like they make money off of each other, and mm. they both need each other. Mm. But mm. no, tell mm. me more. I think that that last dealing was a very big uh, realization that. Sony needs Disney a lot more than Disney needs Sony. Oh, I agree. I agree with that. And let's keep it 100. Because when you sit back and you start to look at numbers, mm-hmm. the biggest property they have over at Sony right now is Spider-Man. I agree. The rest of their film studio is hurting. During the time where they're rebuilding and trying to gather, create new IPs, mm-hmm. they need that spider to carry and they need that spider. They need them Venoms. Mm-hmm. They need the Spider-Mans. They're going to need the Black Cat. They're going to need all the... They're going to need a Mary Jane movie. They're going to need everything they need <laughs> to carry themselves over because they put a lot of money into the film. Remember, they made their own PlayStation channel. Remember when they I tried to that. do Powers the show? That shit was, I remember that. <laughs> which is one of the uh, worst. Emperor um, Hakeem says... I don't mind them doing Doom like Mordo for the F4 movie. I agree with that. Bro, that's one that we're sleeping on right now because Mordo's still still in these streets. And that man, that is an actor. God, he killed that That man is an actor. When he comes back, you better believe the villain ranking list is going to be adjusted again. Thunderbolts? (laughs) I don't know. I think think he's going to have to be a strange villain at some point. Well, they, built him up, they built him up too well to not, to not utilize him. Like, he I can want, still be a strange villain. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm thinking his creme de creme is going to be that strange movie. Where it's like, no, Mordo has returned. 
Well, well, because is he in? Is he in the, uh, the second movie? I don't think he was. In the I don't think he's. I don't think right now he's in the second movie. At I least just, he's not main feature. I just think there's a lot of villains that are just still out here. <laughs> I mean, they already said Abomination's coming back. Thank God. Because I was just like, dude, where is Abomination? Is he going to be Tim Roth? Uh, yeah. yeah. I think he's going to voice it. Because remember, Abomination can't change. This is true. Yeah, he's stuck. Yeah, I, I believe that he... Yeah, I'm... Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that still works with Tim Roth because you don't have to do any of the action. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Or anything like that. So it's like, yeah, you could do the, you could be the Abomination as long as you want. Uh, he was in the second movie. He was on Runway. Who was Runway on Runway? Was in the second movie? Who was on Runway? No, uh, Julian McMahon. Oh, okay. He was the... Uh, remember, he's the... Uh, He's the one who's from, like, yeah. he's the bad guy. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good, too. I, and I liked him as the, the first, uh, what's it called? The first Doom casting was pretty solid. I mean, they did a good, here's Julian, the problem. I like Julian. Here's like the problem him. with the first movies mm-hmm. is that the castings were solid for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, Invisible Girl is kind of the only iffy one, mm-hmm. but it's still Jessica Alba at the time, so it worked. And it was when Jessica Alba was Jessica Alba. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest problem with that movie is simply that it wasn't, it just wasn't the quality that we got a few years later when mm-hmm. the MCU actually started. Mm-hmm. So you did have some, you know, it was kind of corny in a lot of areas. I mean, the Silver Surfer looked dope. Uh, Galactus being Cloud was just a fucking flub. Um, Doom was solid, but the fights were kind of meh. The comedy was good. The Johnny, uh, the Johnny thing relationship was, was fucking great. flawless. Great. Uh, they just made some questionable choices with Reed, who the dude playing Reed was a solid fucking choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, for look and everything was spot on. I just love how everyone says, "God, he looks so dorky and and out of place." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You've never read Fantastic Four. That's a little funny. I was like, okay, so he's Reed Richards. Yeah. So he's Reed Richards, man. Right? Because yeah. <laughs> you gotta say, Reed is the nerdy dude. He's the nerdy dude that didn't get Peter Parker's looks. Yeah. <laughs> he's the nerdy dude that was unsociable. And while Peter Parker was a nerdy dude, he was still pretty cool. He's still pretty cool, dude. He had friends, people fucked with him. Nobody fucked with Reed. <laughs> Uh, Cody, uh, I still think Cody Fern, the dude who played Michael Langdon, is the perfect. Oh, dude. Cody Fern, yeah, yes, because he's European. Yes. The if you watch that season, watch it. You watch and that tell season. Tell me that isn't doing. He does the perfect arrogance. Like every time he walks in the room, especially in the beginning, before they kind of dive deeper into his like back character, he feels like he's thirty thousand steps above you, hitting his fucking mind. Yes, like I am so far above you that you couldn't even shit. Within a mile of me. Absolutely. Um, I'm whoever to get the cast is Doom, he has to be an attractive white man. He and has to be. And dude is a pretty boy. Yeah. He has to be. He plays confident. Yes. He plays somebody you would think is yes. very intelligent. And that's why Julian McMahon was a great casting for Doom. Because he, he does have that pretty boy confidence um, like that motherfucking man when he walks into the room. Yeah. Like he portrayed that so well. That's what I hated. That was the biggest mix about Lex Luthor is that Jesse Eisenberg at no point struck me as a confident individual, <laughs> even in the movie. Uh-huh. Like it was like, dude, you can't hold a room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he seemed like nervous the whole time. And that's what pissed me off. I know like, Lex, Lex is the type of dude when Superman's in the room, everyone's like, <gasps> and that nigga like <laughs> looking around his face, like, nigga, fuck is you. He's the only person to pull attention away from Superman being in the room. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, motherfucker, I am Lex Luthor. Exactly. I command, like, when I walk in the room, I am Superman. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nigga, I'm Superman. Like, like look at you. 100. Like, that's, that's who Lex Luthor always was supposed to be. I just love why people the, follow Lex Luthor. Exactly. I loved in the Lex Luthor uh, miniseries that uh, Brian Azzarello did, um, where, um, you know, it was called Lex Luthor Man of Steel, I believe it was, and... Um, he was just talking to himself, and Superman was just staring at him out the window. And he said, um, he was quoting something from um, the Constitution or something, um, like, um, justice for all mankind. Mm-hmm. And then he said, mankind. And he looked at him, he's like, you're not a man. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you have man in your title and your name, but you're not here. You're not a human. You're not us. So fuck you. These laws don't apply to you. <laughs> These laws don't apply to you. You're not from here. Fuck you. <laughs> That's basically where he was at with it. And I think that uh, Laser uh, says, uh, y'all think they wait, should go? Hold on. We got oh, a couple sorry, little, sorry, We sorry. got a couple little back. All good. Because uh, MTS says an interesting one. Okay. Uh, I would actually prefer if they never showed Doom's face. We don't need to see Doom get his face scarred. Uh, so you want Doom DeLorean? <laughs> like Mandalorian? Uh, a big part of Doom was that he is the pretty boy. It's almost like some Lucifer shit, where well, Lucifer was the prettiest angel. And it's not just the pretty boy. Okay. You have to remember, it's not it's not just that. He thought he was perfect. Mm-hmm. And that pretty boy part of it mm-hmm. is part of the perfection. Because the scars aren't just physical. Mm-hmm. They're emotional in the sense that you have to live with the fact that you were wrong. Mm-hmm. And the hate for Reed also comes into the idea that not only were you wrong... But this motherfucker is better than you uh-huh. because he was right. Yes, absolutely. And that is that is that hard pill to swallow that keeps him with that arrogance the entire fucking time. Kind of like where you have the difference of philosophies with like Killmonger and Black Panther, where it's like when Killmonger kind of came to Black Panther, it was like, well, fuck, bro, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of like the whole idea that with Doom and Reed is like, bro, I'd help you try to find your mom. I'd help you try to build a time machine. But what you're doing, you're fucking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know your yeah. calculations are off like we're supposed to be on the same team here and you trying to do your own thing you think you're perfect and you were wrong right and not just you were wrong you have to remind yourself of that every fucking time you look in the mirror motherfucker mm-hmm. no I agree <laughs> I agree 1000% um, I just think that's an important piece of Doom and a part of his main tragedy is that he has I just love what um, um, uh, Reed said to him during Secret Wars, where he was like, fam, you became God. You could have done so much better. And all you did was try to shit on me. It's like, mm-hmm. fam, like, you are your biggest downfall. It's you. Yep. You keep blaming me. It's not me. It's you. You became God. You had the chance to show me the fuck up. And all you did was marry my wife, <laughs> claim my kids. You want to be me, even as the- God. And make one single world, so you can have it, so you can have eyes on it. Like, yeah, dude, you could have done so much, and that's all you did. You, you're fucking whack. And ju- and, and the insult to injury, when I fix everything, like I always do, <laughs> I'm gonna restore your face. You know why? <laughs> because I'm a good guy, and I'm better than you, even on your best day. No, even on your best. No, day. here's the worst part: is you proved you were better. Because he says, dude. You what? I could do nothing to fix it. Yeah. And you did. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the worst part about it is yeah. we technically still owe everything to you. Yeah. 
But then you stopped. You could see to infinity and you stopped at me. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Damn. That's where you stopped, nigga. You put on glass. You, you had glasses. You took them niggas off and stopped at me, nigga. Right here. <laughs> you saw all the way to, like you said, because they couldn't fix it. Out of everything that they tried, they couldn't fix it. Mm-hmm. But you did. And like you said, this man said, you, you just chose to marry my wife and do this. You just like, wanted, you wanted to be me. Bro. He didn't want to be God. He wanted to be me. <laughs> and I'm going to take my same family on a trip to restore the multiverse. Yeah. And, and you know what? Because I'm such a good guy, I'm going to fix your face. You know why? <laughs> because I'm better than you even when you are better yeah. than me. You know even what? when you're better than me, I'm still better than you. So every time you look in the mirror, once again, you're going to see me. You're going to see that after all the shit that you've done to me, I'm still like, you know what? You all right, bro. You good. <laughs> it was the ultimate definition of kill them with kindness. And I loved when he looked at his face, and I think Doom punches the mirror and just starts laughing hysterically. Because he just realized, wow, this nigga really just showed me up again. <laughs> he yeah. can't, you know, it reminds me of one of my favorite lines from um, Fantastic. If you're a Fantastic Four fan, please, MTF, read Fantastic Four 1, 2, 3, 4 by Grant Morrison and Jay Lee. I'm pretty sure my associate would agree. Um, um, yep. Yep. People keep saying. Um, Hickman wrote the best F4 run. Um, I would just say that because it was an actual run. But if I had to recommend a Fantastic Four book, it would first be the Mark Wade run. Yeah. And then I would say Fantastic Four, one, two, three, four. And well, and I think that people people generalize too much about the Hickman run and don't say what really Hickman should be credited for is Hickman did the best thing to the Fantastic Four that could be done at a time where they were stale. Mm-hmm. And he's shown that with the X-Men and other properties where it's like he's able to come in and make necessary changes that can move a group forward. Mm-hmm. When I mean, Fantastic Four is hard because they've done so much. Yeah, Like when you really think about it, I don't give a fuck who you put out there. The Fantastic Four has beaten them. Mm-hmm. Like, the Fantastic Four literally mm-hmm. has beaten everything in the entire universe for mm-hmm. the most part. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. doesn't fucking matter. They will find a way. They mm-hmm. are that team. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, and if not, they, they'll help you. Uh, they'll help the other heroes get to that point, which I appreciate Don Cates doing with uh, King of Black. Let's be realistic. Two. Before there was a council of Ricks from Rick and Morty, there was a council of Reeds. Council of Reeds. Uh, <laughs> I just love that uh, it was Human Torch that well, he was like, right, I, Spider-Man, you're important right now. I'm gonna go sacrifice myself, and like he was like, I'm just gonna go Nova on these niggas, because Spider-Man was like, he, well, Human Torch was like, I'm gonna shoot flames at them to get them off of you, and they were like, the flames don't really hurt them, like it hurts them, but then they'll just come right back, and so Human Torch was like, oh shit, so that means I can go Nova. <laughs> he was like, this one was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> but then you're gonna be weak and they're gonna get you, and I was like, okay. I just love how Human Torch was like, all right, okay, uh, so then that will help you, right? <laughs> like, that's all Human Toys cares about. And I like that because Human Toys gets such a bad name, bad rap. But that's mostly on him because he talks about how he's so great, how he's the best, how he's arrogant. And when the smoke clears, he's an amazing hero who will throw himself in front of everybody. Yeah, he sacrificed himself more than once. Numerous times. Numerous times. He dove on the grenade. Yes. Well, and like, he, he didn't even, like, think twice about it. Just, all right, that's just what needs to be done. Yeah. Like, yeah. all right. And here's like, 
When you when you tell people about me, tell them I did something cool, said something cool. <laughs> tell them I said something cool. Like, all right, yeah, I'm just going to go do this. All right, go. Nigga, why are we talking about this? <laughs> yeah. Why are we talking? Go. <laughs> so, Torch, I remember back in the day, and mm-hmm. this is one of the things I kind of miss about comic books back in the day, is remember back in the day, something like him going Nova was such an epic thing. Mm. You know, now I hate that, like, fodder can be, like, Nova resistant to a degree. I agree. Like, I, I agree. remember back in the day, there were certain things that were just, like, huge defining moments. Like, when the Hulk and the Thing would fight, it was mm. like an arc. Yeah. Like, it was like, oh, shit, these motherfuckers is coming to blows. Like, mm-hmm. it was a huge event. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of like, I mean, people just pull up on Galactus like it's nothing. <laughs> like, Galactus is just eating, too, and niggas would be like, hey, bro, what's up, bro? Strap! Absolutely. I do. I, one of my favorite things I remember was during Annihilation when the Annihilus wave, uh, they took out Galactus. And that was just like a big moment. Like, nigga, you don't just take down Galactus. Yep. <laughs> you don't just take down Galactus real fast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially not Galactus just chilling. Like they took out Galactus and the Silver Surfer and the Surfer with uh, was it like Arius and Tenebros or whatever mm-hmm. the uh, two, like and they got destroyed uh, right around the War of Realms, right? When the uh, oh War of the Realms, yes, yeah, yes, 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 yeah. yes. They got destroyed because uh, when the um, the Dead Verse or whatever came, the Undying Ones. Yeah, the cancerverse with the undying one started to come through. They just ripped them niggas to shreds. I forgot. <laughs> I, oh, definitely. I forgot why they were called the cancerverse, and uh, it was because Captain Marvel had cancer. Uh, Genus. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, Marvel. Marvel. Marvel had um, cancer, and he made a deal with the undying ones mm-hmm. to so that he could live. But because of that. He kind of like let them loose on the world. <laughs> yeah, he let them into himself because mm-hmm. they promised them eternal life, mm-hmm. and basically they spread to him. They they took advantage of his cancer mm-hmm. to spread cancer throughout the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not, it was yeah. just basically like a living cancer. It was infectious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a cancer, and so they just called it. I, I like I like the idea. Of it. Yeah. I'm hoping that's what um, multiverse of madness is. I'm hoping that what it is is like the, of course we're not gonna call it the cancerverse. Yeah. But um, I hope that it as is. They go to a world where the Avengers are evil as shit. <laughs> not just evil. They got fucking pentagons on their foreheads and fucking <laughs> yeah. shit like that. They still haven't announced who the villain is for uh, Multiverse of Madness. I find that interesting. It's very interesting because. Yeah, I mean, it could be anybody with the Multiverse of Madness. Also, how are they going to tie... I mean, I know how they're going to do it, but how are they going to get America Chavez in this? Well, if he's traveling the multiverse. Well, yeah, but how are they going to introduce her? That's what I mean. Oh, like, yeah. How are they going to introduce her? I think he's going to... Because of how peaceful their planet is, mm-hmm. uh, it's supposed to be, I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to escape through the multiverse and lands there. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the first ones he takes refuge on for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because their people are supposed to be like kind and healers and shit like that. But we know Mordo's in there. I, I don't know if Mordo's going to be the main villain, though. He's not on that level yet where he could do multiverse or madness shit. I, maybe the villain is Scarlet Witch. Maybe it's Wanda. <laughs> well, well, and this is what I think. I think Wanda's going to be the catalyst for the break. <clears throat> Well, yeah. Between, because between what Thanos did and then what Wanda 
potentially starts doing, mm -hmm. I could see that whole site mm -hmm. being a whole a rip in space and time. Absolutely. I can and see then that. from there, you basically have the realm of possibility. I can see that. I can you see know that 1,000%. I mean? um, my question, um, okay, so that that's a good point. Um, WandaVision um, 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 promo is now in full swing. Um, we have emojis. We have a bunch of posters out. Um, Wonder Woman did great. That's why I wanted to question you when you said flub. Because I wanted to say, what did you mean by flub? Uh, critically, yes. Critically, yes. Flub. I just mean the, in the overall desire for no, people. I agree. To, like, the investment in the franchise. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people who went and saw it are just like, ah, oh, that just wasn't for me. And it's like, those people were excited for part two. And they're now going to be less excited for part three. Now, one so thing, those initial sales, there's, these are people who are probably now going to wait a while mm -hmm. before seeing the next one. Which um, initial sales are huge for movies. I like, I, I like this, I like this energy, Elasia. She said we should have a watch party for WandaVision. Um, they do have the option to do that. Yeah, on uh, Disney Plus, we we got to do that. We, we got to set that we up. Can, we can stream that. Um, I've, been, I've been saying we should do we we should do watch parties. Well, we should do watch parties. Oh, we should do watch parties of everything. Like I said, our the BVS watch party is something that we've needed to do for so. People have asked for it. I, People have asked I told for you, it. I got gifs and everything. I will. I I can because I want to do. What did you call it? Gifs. 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 Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have <laughs> for a gift. I have graphical interface form images you on my fucking nerd. You can't use the actual. Yeah, I'm a, you know, I have a degree in information. I know, I know. I'm aware. 13 certifications, man. <laughs> shit. I take that, that shit. nerd. I take that nerdism. Talk that shit. Baby. I like that. I, take that I like that. I like when people talk <laughs> shit about their accomplishments. I think it's great. I think it's great. Talk that shit. <laughs> I have literally built hundreds of PCs. <laughs> I have deployed. Thousands of PCs across the United States Talk and abroad. I have fixed PCs internationally, nigga. There you go. There's PCs in Japan right now. I got my login. There we go. I like this energy. And what, what you're seeing here now is some California shit, collar popping. You know, it, it, it's it's a form of it's a it's a it's a form of endearment where you let a nigga know you you the man right now. You you the man right now. I got you you pop a nigga collar for him. Cause you know we all pop collars, but when a nigga pops your collar. <laughs> When you pop another nigga's collar, that's like, all right, man, I see you. I see you. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> you thank the Academy? <laughs> <laughs> I thank everybody who voted for me. I'd like to do a special shout out to all such and such. I could do it. All the niggas said, black people don't build PCs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. I'm weak as fuck. But, um, yes, um, WandaVish is dropping. All the um, promos coming out. Um... Oh, the yeah, no, uh, MTF. No, our BVS watch party is strictly going to be uh, for the show and interactive. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. It's going we to interactive. We're, we're going to cut scenes into BVS to make a super suit show cut. Mm -hmm. We're going to improve BVS. We we're not just better? going to watch it. We're going to make it better? Yeah, oh, I can do Justice We can do Justice League, too. Because there, there are, there are 60 different movie. characters I am ready to add in the Justice 60? League 60? Bro. Bumblebee's in the Justice League movie. The car and the character. I was They merge into one. We had a pretty intense conversation about her recently. Absolutely. We did. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, uh, shout out to the Racial Draft Podcast um, by uh, MTF. We were talking about how we could make her better. 
Uh, I think personally, we should get rid of her shrinking. I, I, this is my opinion. You don't have to agree with it. I feel like we need to make her different than just wasp and black. And one of the things I say is that we get rid of her shrinking. She can still have the flight. She can still have the flight. She can still have the wings. What does her shrinking add? Here, here's where I would. Okay. I, I have a total change for the okay. character. Okay. And this is one of the things, one of the reasons I suggested what I did in the chat. Okay. And to be honest, in the new year, I'm actually going to just start recording more videos and just doing it that way because I hate typing. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> most of the time I'll be on my phone or something. I'm just. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I with this age with the fast typing bullshit. Yeah. Um, so I'm probably just going to start releasing videos and my statements and the bullshit, whatever. But my idea for Bumblebee was that you keep her shrinking. And you make it a something that you make her an expert in biology. Okay. And one of the things that she's studying is the relationships of bees to nature because bee population are going down. So one of the things she's able to do using chemistry and biology is she's able to make a kind of cyborg, but biological cyborg type bee, her own bee. So they're not technically alive, but they are biological to help stimulate and repopulate the bee population. Her <sighs> shrinking technology, her, the reason why she made herself able to shrink is to be able to interact with bees differently than other people had done before, which is why you keep her shrinking. So she can shrink down. So you start tying her to the likelihood of bees, not only to educate kids on bees and the ecosystem and everything, but then you make her a lead biologist, which makes her valuable to people like Batman and stuff who recruit people for missions and shit like that because she could potentially make different venoms, different agents. I would have her make different kind of bees that sting people and have different effects. Are they alive? Serums. What? Are they alive? No. They're basically like cyborgs, but biological kind of cyborgs. Techno-organic bees. Tech, kind of like techno-organic bees, but more on the side of bio-organic. But bio-organic things aren't necessarily... like they are like nanites, nanobites. I want, her to, I want her to stay a little bit of away from the electric negro. That we've all grown so accustomed she to. She is an electric negro, technically. Technically, she's an electric negro. That's why I said biological. Okay, okay. These aren't electric. <laughs> but they're You already have all these black inventor characters that it's like, let's do something kind of like what you suggested with Diablo. Alchemy different than just magic or science. Right. Like, let's take a different spin <laughs> on it to give her something unique. Like, give me a reason you don't just call Mr. Terrific. T-spheres are far more efficient than whatever her bees are going to fucking be. And, and Batman has ripped it off a bunch of times. Unless you let her become Mr. Terrific Sidekick, and then she evolves T-spheres into her own nanites, whatever. <sighs> but see, that's my, that's my problem. So going the biology route, making her almost like a kind of poison ivy, where poison ivy's tied to plants, she's tied to bees. She's the biological imperative. So natural bees... She can communicate with. She can use her artificial bees to get them to do certain things. But she doesn't fuck with the bee population. So, would that tie her to the red? You know what the red is? Yes. Would that tie her to the red? Yes. Okay, you got my attention. Okay, now we're getting into some supernatural shit. Absolutely. Now we're getting into supernatural shit. Absolutely. Okay, okay, okay. And that's one of the reasons for the biological imperative is it's more, it's to a degree organic. <laughs> But like I said, I don't want her using like real bees and then having to go through that conversation. This but her bees are almost organic enough to convince to build hives to Here's get other bees repopulated. Yada, yada yada. I like where you're going with this, but I have a question. Does anybody in the DC universe have control over animals 
other than Aquaman? Um, like, I'm talking like on Link. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not Animal Man. It's the one dude. Uh, they did him in the cartoon uh, with, uh, not Catman either. Catman has a degree of understanding with animals. Like, like he, he can kick them. it with them, but he yeah. can't control them. But there's a dude... Um, they made him kind of a joke in the Batman, one of the Batman animated series. Somebody but let me know. He controls, an, like, he legitimately controls animals. It's like, like here's my question. What if we made Bumblebee, she could control bugs? Well, why do we have to stick with just Bumblebees? I, I mean, she I, was well, let's do this. How about any, how about any insect that operates in a, how about anything that operates in a hive type situation? Well, we would have to stick it with, with insects, but, yeah, why? Take it like take it like we do Aquaman's telekinesis. It works very well on fish. Like that's that's the primary. Oh, marine life. Then you expand it out. So, what if pretty much? What if I mean? Because you can almost do like a stat boost, where it's like, what if you have enough people working and somehow she can she can communicate with large groups of certain types of things. School of fish to a light degree. <laughs> MDF says Wonder Woman can communicate, and I hated that. That was just a random thing that was just thrown in, just all of a sudden she could just talk to Well, animals. she is a goddess. Uh, kind of, but that doesn't mean all goddesses can talk to animals. Like, I'm just like, she's a goddess of war. What they got to do with animals? I just well, didn't like, like the squad, she can talk to animals. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't like that. I was like, why? Why? That doesn't make sense. But, alright, I guess. Uh, 50 animals can talk to animals. Aquaman... Squirrel Girl. Miss Marvel. Miss yeah. Marvel. No, I said that's Marvel. Catwoman. <laughs> Professor X. Who the hell wrote that? <laughs> I was saying. say Vixen. Vixen can't communicate. Cersei. Well, Cersei, I've seen her yeah. do that. Mooney. Uh, Beast Boy. Beast Boy can't yeah, communicate. Can. They have. They've had him. Okay, so if he, he like does. turns into the okay, that he makes sense. Into the animal, right, okay, okay that maybe sense. they had him sit around and just talk to animals. So that, that makes sense. That he's makes supposed sense. to be. He's supposed to be, and he's connected to the green now. Yeah. Well, the red, right? Uh, the red. I mean, okay. Yeah, red. Uh, animal man can. He can talk to animals. Can he talk to them? Yeah, he can. I'm trying to think. Like I, I have a bunch of, of of animal man books. If you want something really, really weird and different. Yeah, Animal Man, they show his daughter. If, if you want something really weird. Especially after his connection to the Red. Yeah. Because his daughter can. His daughter I know his daughter can. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I knew his daughter can. Um, um, uh, the Grant Morrison Animal Man stuff. I think it's Beastmaster. It's great. Beast something. I think it's Beastmaster. Hold on. DC Beast. It might be Beastmaster. I didn't think that Animal Man could talk to animals. I always thought that was like a cool thing that was like, well, Beastmaster, quick comic vine. See if that's it right there. Dr. Boyd Wilson. It's an X-Men villain. Yeah, I don't think it's him. I want to say it's something like that. Have you ever seen Vixen communicate with an animal? Uh, yes. Because if not, I feel like she should. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. It's just one of the big problems with DC and a lot of their inconsistency. Things, it's just inconsistent. Because these characters don't really get heavy arcs. They get rebooted all the time. And then when they show up, it's just, it's like they're just Batman tools. Yeah. Batman takes away for them to be useful. Remember when Vixen was supposed to leave that Justice League team? 
Yeah. And then she didn't, and he gave it to Killer Frost. And he gave it to Killer Frost. It was random. <laughs> the team was so random. Like, Lobo. It was like Vixen, Lobo, Adam, Black Canary, Killer Frost, and the Ray. Like, it was just a random-ass team. Like, there is no, like... Why the fuck is Lobo on the team? <laughs> yeah, apparently Batman has something over on Lobo. It's like, Lobo. Like, bro, what? How many things can you... Unless you have the population of all dolphins under, like... <laughs> under lock and key, bro. You There's nothing Lobo cares about. <laughs> Why is Lobo on this team? Like, I was just like, what? The Water Beast? Let me try that. It might be Bawana Beast. Um, because. Yeah, that's him. I think it is Bawana Beast. Yeah, Bawana Beast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yep. Um, yeah. He's a master of master of beasts. Okay. Bawana is the swally word for master, so master. it's like Master Beast. Yeah. Beast Master, Master Beast, yeah. It was yeah. a team of characters on CW shows plus Black and Lobo. Yeah, basically. <laughs> wow! Holy shit! I did not piece that together. Yeah. I think because Lobo threw me off. <laughs> Dude, that well, well, the team was just. So but he was bad. on Krypton. And then they decided, hey, we're just going to keep Batman on. And it's like, well, now you just took away the whole motivation for these characters to have this book. And it says that we're supposed to be experiencing a lot with the other characters on their own. In a way that kind of mirrors the CW show, and it's like, well, when you add Batman, none of that works because it's literally just Batman telling the others what to do. Yeah, and since Batman's not in any of those shows. No relation. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Adam, Ray, Canary, Vixen. Yeah, yeah. Killer Frost. Yeah, only person missing was Vibe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I didn't even think about that. Thank yeah. you for that. DC really kind of fumbled the bag with Lobo because he was hugely popular back in the day. Um, I think what the problem with Lobo is that DC has an issue with letting villains just villain out. Uh, well, I think the problem with Lobo is somebody fucked up the cast of his Aquaman. <laughs> I mean, they're like, well, I'm talking about the character. I'm talking about the character. I thought you're not wrong, but yeah. I, I'm talking about the character. Yeah. You're right, because Lobo works better by himself than he does with others. Uh, DC has a whole space that is just not really being touched right now. Yeah, DC space is supposed to be really vast, but it feels very compartmentalized. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm like everything is too tied to Earth. You should have a book. That is 100% dedicated to just space shit. And what a better character to do that with than Lobo. Yeah. I, I feel like Lobo has mad potential, but they gotta let him be Lobo. And I don't think they're gonna let him do that. Early 90s, Lobo was fun on the Legion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Legion. Legion books. Yeah, with the, the Valdrox and shit. Yeah. yeah. The Lobo was dope. I mean, yeah. he being the, you know, wild card on the team, bad guy, mm-hmm. like, it worked. Yeah, it just was done poorly this time, and Lobo is too big for Earth. Like you have to remember, Lobo scraps with Superman. Scraps, and and I don't mean scraps isn't like Lobo walk away. <laughs> uh, Lobo don't like get just beat up. Like Mongo get the shit beat out of him and go to super jail. Lobo like, all right, bro, look, whoever did it called the contract off. I'm leave now. <laughs> Has Superman ever fully palmed Lobo's fate? No. 
I'm really racking my brain here. Superman has Green Lantern hasn't literally the only times like you convince Lobo to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's the yeah. whole thing about Lobo because you can't kill him. You can't. He's unkillable. He's unkillable. He's as strong and as durable as Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you could find a way to get past that, like I said, he can regenerate from literal nothingness. Like, once you kill him and destroy him and even his blood, he will just pop up. Yeah. <laughs> I love the Justice League cartoon episode where uh, Superman died, and then Lobo uh, died, and then Lobo just showed up. There's like, yeah, I'm here to be on the team. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, dude, you can't just be on the team. And all of a sudden, a bad, something happened. And then Lobo shows up, and he was great. <laughs> he was great. He was doing a damn thing. True, he destroyed half the city, but like he did it. Right? He was like, "Not a Superman man still." Like, so I pretty much. Here. And so he was just like, "Dog, like, fam, you can just use me." And all of a sudden, Superman shows up, and then he was like, "All right, you can go." And then Lobo was like, "All right, fuck y'all." Like he could have been like, "Nah, bitch, I'm here. I'll fight all of you." Dude, in the Superman cartoon, Lobo just decided to leave. Yeah, like, he didn't. Superman didn't beat him. Superman's like, bro, yeah, I can't. You don't. Yeah. You just don't do that to the main man. Has Lobo? And MTF talked about showing up at Green Green Lantern Store. He used to. He did. Yeah, he, he used up. to often. <laughs> I mean, I, I love him with the Green Lanterns. Like, bro, you can put me in a box. <laughs> I remember when he 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 got on Young Justice as Slowbo, and like the Justice League was like, what the fuck. <laughs> Like, I know this is Lobo, <laughs> and they're like, no, this is Lobo as a kid, and it's he's different. like, it's different, and they're like, how? So they're like, no, oh. <laughs> he doesn't get a pass just because he's a kid now, he still did this shit, <laughs> and, the Justice, and the Young Justice team was like, ready to go to war, they're like, nah, bro. Real talk, uh, yeah, he made that flex before Loki did. Ooh. He did, he did. Backs only. But, uh, yeah, it's. Ah, shit, we have yeah, it's a little bit past that time. Unfortunately, we got started a little bit late. But, um, yeah, uh, submit watch party ideas. Um, BBS, I think that'd be good. Uh, I think is uh, easily the best one because that's easily improvable. Uh, <laughs> Over 600 million TF. If it's PG-13. Global plus Harley team a movie or... Mm, I don't think we need that. Um... I'm going to say something realistic. Uh, Lobo and Harley are the same character. One's just space and the other's Earth. Deadpool took the 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 uh, the energy that Lobo had started. Fair. Is that a fair statement? It is. It's fair. But I think that if if DC was smart, they would instead of Guardians, they could copy Guardians of the Galaxy with the Legion, not Legion of Superheroes, but the Legion Omega idea, Man. or Omega Men would be good, and Lobo fits that. Who will be in our Mega Man team? This will be a last thing. I say Kyle Rayner. <laughs> Speaking of, my first one. <laughs> All right, bet. Kyle Lobo. Yep. Um, that's now, where it starts. Now we start going down a little bit. You know, because because nobody uses her. I could uh, say Power Girl. Power Girl. Does Power Girl exist? And does Kyle Rayner exist? <laughs> don't do that. 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 Because you know, just, but I don't know if Kara's there. Like I don't know. No, does. So that's perfect. I think she was in there too. What's she? Yeah, but neither Kyle ain't there. <laughs> I have the Green Lantern. 
we're going to park on like this. I'm going to talk about it on Twitter because we have to go. Um, I want to thank y'all for joining us. Oh, um, by the way, um, I just happen to have these around, but happy birthday. What the fuck, man? <laughs> some beats. Some Studio 3s. Enjoy. You need a cable? Here's the charging cable. There you go. I don't have a box anymore. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday, man. <laughs> Thank you! I wasn't expecting this at all. Wow. Why do you have extra beats? Dude, I got like six in the house, bro. This fucking <laughs> guy! <laughs> no, you worry about it. And it's my baby color. Thank you, sir. Shit. Oh, man. That's great. Um, damn. Um, I want to thank y'all for joining us and thank Toast for this. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. No problem, man. Um... Thank you for tuning in. It's your boy Phony Toast, the Toast with the mostest. Tash the old nerdy bastard. I'm going to say this real quick. Super Suit Show 2021 is our year. I'm not one of the niggas who just say that. I'm not one of the niggas who say that. When I say we taking over, this year is it. I'm done. Fair. I'm listening to other niggas' podcasts. I'm like, this shit is trash. This shit sucks. Stop listening to these other niggas. They suck. They suck. Fuck with racial, the racial nigga, uh, MTF. <laughs> racial podcast. Racial draft podcast. Racial Racial podcast. Racial draft podcast. I gotta do that, man. Fuck with our niggas. Fuck with our niggas, and everyone else can go fuck off. I'm being dead ass. I'm tired of being nice to these niggas. I'm trying to. I'm tired. I'm on my Kendrick control shit. Fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> I got love for all y'all, but I'm trying to murder you. I'm trying to murder you. <laughs> That's the energy I'm coming with. Um, thank y'all for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Uh, make sure to shout out Task 48th birthday uh, in a couple days. Uh, 49th. 49th birthday. 48! I'm turning 48! I thought you said you were 48 all year. I'm, I'm turning 48. I said I'm 48. I'm 48! Because you're 49 next. I'm 48! <laughs> Alright, so it's 48th birthday. Uh, getting, hitting that 50. <laughs> Riding up that hill. Oh, man, that was there. Yeah, shout him out in a couple days. Um... Sharon's, oh, lady says happy birthday too. Oh, oh um, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, until next time. Peace. Oh.